Dr. Dave, can you explain to everybody what, uh, what's about to happen here? Well, we are about to, to talk to perhaps one of the greatest guitarists I've ever seen. I know. I mean, just yeah. absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh, I've spent the better part of a week just on YouTube watching... Yeah. Lance Arm or not Lance Lance Armstrong <laughs> Lance Armstrong the biker is here now Lance Lopez uh, and yeah. we're just really excited to talk to him and we are and he's as far as we know not on any performance enhancing uh, <laughs> just like yeah. Lance Armstrong right well. all right it's time for our show the following is a Tony Lasano podcast an opi show on the Radio Misfits podcast network this is the Minutia Man celebrity interview with Rick and Dave so Dave. Super excited! Our guest—he's—he's uh, a, he's a youngster. Uh, he's only forty-five, uh, but uh, he's already had a heck of a career spanning thirty years as a blues guitarist. I'm not a mathematician, but that, I think that means he started playing professionally when he was fifteen. Uh, he's been praised by Jeff Beck, Johnny Winter, ZZ Top, not too shabby. Please welcome to the show, Lance Lopez. Lance, thanks for coming on. <laughs> Hey guys, how are y'all doing? Thank you so much for having me, man. Thanks for the kind words. Oh sure. You know, for the <laughs> listeners that don't know you, how would you describe your uh, your your guitar style? Oh man, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm a blues rock guitar player. I mean, I'm a blues guitar player at heart. I mean, that's kind of naturally what I do. But I'm, I'm heavily influenced by rock music as well. So it just kind of and and you know R and B and soul and. And all different sorts of other music, so it just comes out in, into into a blues rock kind of a way, and then just environmentally influenced by where I grew up in Texas, so it just kind of all comes out in a big heavy Texas blues rock kind of guitarathon, <laughs> like you said before, but no in performance han- enhancing drugs, <laughs> not, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, and, th- and those weren't performance enhancing before either. Yeah, they, were no, no, they were the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, you thought at the time they were performance enhancing, <laughs> but you know, yeah, so you, you just mentioned your southern roots is you know is a, is really mm-hmm. apparent. Uh, I imagine you know, like I mean, that really must have had a huge influence on on you know your style and the music and and, mm-hmm. and what you play, right? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I didn't realize it as a kid, you know, where I grew up, um, you know, um, kind of where the blues began, you know, being born in Louisiana. And I remember being a, a toddler seeing, you know, old, old black guys with straw hats and acoustic mm-hmm. guitars and slides on the front porches. And yeah. going, wow, what was that? And and uh, so just environmentally growing up and then moving to Texas, um, you know, and, um, and and the introduction into into the blues in a major, major, major way. You know, and then being in the middle of the Texas blues scene, just landing there as a child. Um, you know, just environmentally influenced me. You know, um, being in that that same in that same region. So uh, yeah, it just was in by, and that was that was the way that I learned. I just had to go out and ask whoever was available then, and that's yeah. You know, being in Texas, that's where I was at. You know. Well, that's, that explains that whole Stevie Ray Vaughan vibe that uh, I get off of you. I mean, you, I, I know that you were only 12 when he died. I, I saw him a couple of times, and I watched you. It's, I, the, yeah. I definitely there's there's like a there's a vibe there that you you have some of that Stevie Ray Vaughan magic. Oh wow! Well, thank you, man. Well, you know, I, again, that was my introduction into the blues. I mean, I, I knew that I was headed that direction. I was playing guitar in the '80s, you know, when everybody was shredding, and everybody wanted to be Ed Van Halen or, or Randy Rose, which is great. I mean, it was that's amazing. But 
um, you know, I just I was drawn more to the you know the the, the bluesier guitar players and and uh, and so <clears throat> and my dad had introduced me to BB King mm-hmm. and that and then it was like oh my god that's what I was looking for and uh, so when we moved to Dallas. I opened a newspaper and saw that BB King was playing in Dallas and I asked my mother, I said, can you take me to see BB King? And when we went, um, Stevie Ray Vaughan was playing and I had no clue who Stevie Ray Vaughan was. I didn't know anything about him and he came out on stage and it was just life changing. And then BB oh. King and Stevie Ray played together. Wow. And I mean, I was probably four or five rows back and that was the first blues jam I ever witnessed. So from that day forward, I knew I was like, I want to play the blues oh, like forever. <laughs> have you have you have you named your guitar like uh, like BB King? Yeah. Oh about- man, they all have different names. Yeah. They- <laughs> really? What are some of the names? Is, is Rick and Dave? Did you do you have a couple that are from? Yeah, I don't have a Rick and Dave yet. I haven't yeah. talked to Gibson about that. Yeah, yeah please do. Special Rick and Dave models, Bill. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, but what are some of your names or your guitars? I got well. I have my Blue Firebird. We call it the Blues Bird. You okay. know, um, my, my Les Pauls, the Barton Creek Burst, named after Barton Creek in Austin. I got the guitar in Austin, so. Uh, Billy Gibbons actually named that guitar. We call it the Creaker now. Really, is what we call it. It was. It was. It went from the Barton Creek burst to just the Creaker. Um, <laughs> and then the White Flying V is called Sugar. I mean, they all have different little names. What, what, what about like awesome. what about like Steve or Mike? You don't have like no, no Steve or Mike yet. No, yeah. we don't have any. We're going to have to work on that. We we'll have to add to the collection. <laughs> well, you know, you, we're calling you from Chicago, where you know. Good God, the blues, blues is a blues huge is part of yeah. you know our lives. Man, I just got back from Chicago literally two days ago. I was oh, in Chicago really? all last weekend. Yeah, my, oh, my girlfriend's from Chicago, so we were up there for a wedding, actually. Okay, really? cool. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we were up in Elgin. Oh, wow, okay, yeah, that's not sure. called. Yeah. <laughs> I love Chicago. Dude, I grew up playing the blues there in the night. We were just talking about this this morning. I grew up playing the blues there. My introduction to Chicago was with Lucky Peterson, back in the nineties and, you know, and I met Bernard Allison and Luther Allison and, 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 uh, uh junior Wells and buddy guy wow. and, and, uh, uh, Lonnie Brooks and the whole Baker Brooks family, Ronnie Baker, Brooke, Wayne. So I was really accepted into the Chicago blues family, you know, back in the nineties immediately, you know, uh, Kingston mines, mm-hmm. legends, mm-hmm. all those places. I, I just cut my teeth playing there. We were always in Chicago Lucky hubbed out of there for a long time, so we were always just kind of left there hanging. So we would always go down to the clubs and sit in and jam, and just you know, it was just such great times. And uh, the festival, playing the festival there, and uh, my girlfriend actually took me to Grant Park and parked me in the middle of it. And I looked around, I go, wait a minute, isn't this where they have the blues? Yeah. <laughs> I played here. I played this room. <laughs> That's funny. It was really cool. It was really cool. But I love Chicago. It's one of my favorite places on earth, man. I love that city. So, you know, I read uh, somewhere that Jimi Hendrix was also uh, an influence on you. Some of those uh, classic uh, rock guitarists, you've talked about the blues, um, but those those rock guys, I guess actually those rock guys were all influenced by the blues too, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, all those, you know, they were, they were, that's why I was kind of drawn to that. I think that generation while everybody was shredding and had neon and pink and green guitars and were pointy. And I was over there with, you know, a little old Gibson and a Fender amp Mm -hmm. trying to figure out, you know, Leslie West and Jimmy Page and Alvin Lee and Clapton and Mm -hmm. Jeff Beck and all those guys. And, and, 
everybody else was shredding. And, and so I was, I mean, that was cool, but it, it just, my heart was not drawn to that style of guitar. It was, I was going to the generation before. And the leather and pants are not that, the leather pants are not that comfortable. And, te- and, te- and with Texas, they, the Texas right, heat, come the on. Heat, it gets I'm a not wearing swampy. these things. Yeah. yeah, come on. Right. Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess that could have been a part of it, too. Right, yeah. <laughs> so you just put out a great album titled yeah. Trouble is Good, and it should be mm-hmm. Trouble is Great, because yeah. this is a great album. It is. Uh, it's your, now, it's your first release in five years. I suspect uh, COVID is probably a big reason for the for the layoff, and we, we really love, you know, we've talked to so many authors and musicians and actors that COVID was just a cluster. You know, I mean, you couldn't go out. But so tell us about the album. Tell us, I would assume it's, you know, it's a five year layoff. You know, what went into it? Why, first of all, why, you know, why did it take so long and how did it come about? And just talk to us about the evolution of the album. Well, thank you so much for the kind words on the record. And yes, we we worked really, really hard on it. I I went through a lot of transitions um, around 2018 and went through a divorce, moved to Nashville, had needed a complete change of, of everything and, and to focus and, you know, on my wellness and health and to recenter and kind of went through a little transition, took a bit of a break and uh, started back playing live again around January of 2020 and went over and played some, played a date for the Arkansas river blues society uh, for an IBC thing and Kingfish Ingram had donated some guitars and we had this whole thing and, and once I'd announced that show, then offers came in from Europe and Scandinavia. So we started we started fielding offers, and and uh, and at that time we were like, okay, we got to make a new record. And at that point, it had been, you know, that you, three years was usually the, the 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 biggest amount of time between records for me. And so I was prepping for an album, prepping for the record. Uh, Joey Sykes had called me. Uh, I had moved to Nashville, and he was excited about it because he was a Nashville songwriter back in the day, still makes trips from L.A. out here. And then he ended up moving to Nashville recently. But uh, he was excited. I was here, reached out to me. I knew Joey from the Supersonic Blues Machine days, and he had co-written cuts on those records as well as my last album. So he, we had songs we were we were still working on and had songs that, you know, that were still sitting there that we needed to finish, as well as music I had been writing upon, you know, moving to Nashville. And he knew that I was working on a bunch of new stuff as well uh, during my time, you know, of, uh, of just of hanging and taking a break. I was hanging with the great John Hyatt here. He took me oh, under wow. his wing when I moved when I moved to Nashville. He was like kind of my my goat, my guy when I first landed in Nashville and basically gave me a guitar and said, I want you to write what about what you're going through right now. And that's what I did. And that's what we did. And so, and then, you know, at the midst of getting ready to relaunch COVID. So you're yeah. right. I mean, that's what, and I've been told to really subtract two years from the five. Because, right, it's like, because no one was doing we anything. We were just yeah. all yeah. trying to do a halt, right? Yeah, we, <laughs> were, we were binging Netflix. And just snacking out. Yeah, I've had I more Cheetos than that year. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, oh man! So, so anyway, we uh, yeah, yeah we, we we started. We just we exchanged ideas, and anyhow, we we started. We that the the whole point of trouble was good was that because of COVID happening, it pushed me then into getting a home recording setup, which I talked about for years. People had pushed me to do it so that I could fly on tracks from home, 
and now I was kind of forced to do it. And so I set up a home recording rig. I started working on guitar amps. Um, you know, all the being in Nashville, a lot of these celebrity artists, their big touring acts had warehouses literally full of broken gear. And they were like, now's the time to get it all fixed because we're not doing anything. So there was loads of work. So I, I went into that because I've been into the circuitry and, and tube amplifiers and had designed some amps with some guys. So I went that direction and really kind of refocused on that skill and that whole trade and that whole thing and, and just kept me distracted from what was really happening, you know, and and then I worked on the record. And so we began, Joey began to get all these great musicians in L.A. just playing on the record and we just pulled in some of the best of the best and, and our guys that we thought were, you know, the best rock players of, that would sound the best with these songs because we wanted to make a, you know, I'm categorized as a blues rock guy, so we wanted to make a blues rock record, you know, a okay. record that really, that really focused more on the rock side of the blues rock thing. So did your work, you know, with the, like the technical side of it, and you mentioned circuitry, did that impact the way that you played? I mean, did that influence from now on? Or what did, I would imagine it must have had something, right? Oh, I mean, it, it, absolutely. I mean, it just, it, it, you know, we're continuously chasing tones. I mean, it just, it, it, it really, it goes into this more of the sound and the feel of, of, of the guitar amps and, and, and um, you know, us dialing in things. I mean, <clears throat> there were songs like Trying in the Tri-Star State and uh, and Pick a Swing that I cut with two full stacks in my house. I mean, I had mm -hmm. we had a house near Brentwood, and we called it the Jam House, and I lived there with two other guys from L.A. that were kind of in the movie business. What do the neighbors call the house? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. We had one complaint one time, literally. everybody. There was like three bands on our block, and it was during COVID. On the other hand, that was O.J.'s old neighborhood, too, Brentwood. Oh, Didn't O.J. live in Brentwood? Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, that was L.A., I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So yeah. I guess yeah. I either want the murderer or the loud guitar guy. You know, let's go with the gu loud guitar guy. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's yeah. a degree. Yeah. Degree yeah. of complaints. Yeah. yeah. OJ it could, yeah. Be, it could be worse is yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, my yeah. God. Don't imagine going into that neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, look. I found a glove. Where'd this come from? Here's a bloody knife. Yeah. What happened here? So anyway, exactly. go ahead. And it sure is loud around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so I, you know, I know this is a hard question, and you may not be able to answer it, but you're Mount Rushmore of guitarists. You already mentioned, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jeff Beck. But if you had to, and I know you you got to kill some babies here. Your four top guitarists, Mount Rushmore, Lance. Oh, my, Lance. Mount, my Mount Rushmore got it. I mean, it'd have to be Jimi Hendrix mm -hmm. on top. Um, you know, uh, uh, Baby King, of course. Mm -hmm. um, um, you know, oh my gosh, if, if, yeah. you know, Freddie King, Albert King. I mean, probably would have to go that direction. I mean, I was just, I'm drawing from my deepest well of influences, yeah. and it'd be Hendrix and the Three Kings. I mean, that's yeah. where I kind of. That's where I kind of would envision my 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 uh, <laughs> my, my heart to go. So no, no monkeys, not Peter Tork. <laughs> no monkeys. No, I love the TV show though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the Hanson, not the Hanson, but what's the Hanson? Yeah, oh, the yeah. Hanson brothers, right? Yeah, no, no not so much were... that. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, 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 I get it. So the the album is called Trouble Is Good. It, it's uh, available. Where where can people find uh, the album? Um, it's available streaming everywhere on all, all platforms. We got it on, uh, you know, everywhere, uh, Spotify, uh, 
Apple Music. And then, you know, we're, we've got some really cool uh, limited edition orange vinyl we're doing. We know that vinyl is a thing, again, which I'm so, it has been for a few years now, and I'm so happy about it. And I, was, I grew up, you know, listening to vinyl and learning how to play guitar to vinyl. So it was really cool. This is my second release that's been released on vinyl. And so they, we did a really special thing by, you know, putting it on an orange LP. So we do have those available. Those are available on the Cleopatra um, Records website, as well as our website, LanceLopez.net. And we've got all our links there, as well as the tour dates. Okay. And, and are you coming to Chicago anytime soon? And we're working on it. We were trying to come at the end of October, and uh, we just couldn't make the date work. But we're we're working with several venues up there to, to to secure a date. We're just you know the dates that we're routing through there just keep not working. So we're we're going to be playing there very soon. Probably going to be after <clears throat> the first of the year, I would assume. Okay. Well, Rick has a really cool backyard. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. right. the, the neighbors now that now those neighbors are going to yeah. be. <laughs> yeah, that might be a little loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably not that place, but it, right, uh, right. Well, please at least get one song in. How about yeah. that? <laughs> Before the cops show up. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. Please uh, let us know though if yeah. you're coming to town, and and Absolutely. we'll have you on again. I would love talking to you, and, oh. and Dave and I want to come out and see yep, the show absolutely. for sure. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We will definitely make the hang. We'll have to go get a slice of Illuminati's when I'm Oh, there. dude. Oh, now you're talking. You're talking yeah, our language. Oh, yeah. Ooh, All right. Thank yeah. you, Lance Lopez. Hey, buddy, this has been, been a fun chat, and uh, best of luck to you, and keep up uh, the good work. You are you're one of the best. Yeah, trouble is good. <clears throat> oh, trouble man, is really thank good. Thank you so much, guys. Thank take, you so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you guys real, real soon. All right, take, buddy. Uh, take it easy, Lance. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Thank there he is. Lance Lopez. Uh, go on YouTube yeah. and watch this. It is, oh, I know. It's I watched amazing. it. I watched it it's this one, week. And you go into this rabbit hole, and yeah. it's just just over and over again. This dude is yeah. incredible. Yep, he can play the guitar. All right, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-Shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again soon with another episode of Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?